alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you afiyat and good health of Tisab. Inshallah, the Ummah is waiting for your beautiful message and nasiha for this morning. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa salim kareem. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussain. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi shrahli swadri wa yasilli amri wahlul uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim all praise is due to almighty allah the sustainer narisha and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 8th of Sha'ban, 1445. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, today we focus on Chapter 33, Surah Ahzab, the Coalition, and verses number 18 and 19. So all Allah is highlighting the plight of the munafikin and the hypocrites. The Ahzab, as we told you, consisted and comprised the following groups. You had the mushrikeen, and those were the idol worshippers of Makkah Mukarramah. And you had the Yahud, the Jews, the Banu Quraiza, who committed treacherous crimes against the Muslims. And then you had, remember, the hypocrites. And then you had the tribe of Ghitfan, and those are the people, Najdis, whom Mustafa Rasulullah refused to make dua and supplicate for them. And we all can see the mayhem chaos they are causing nowadays as well. So these verses has to do with the role played by the hypocrites, the munafikin. They only paid lip service to Islam, but their hearts were totally devoid of faith, iman, and conviction. Chapter 33, verses 18 and 19. Indeed, verily, Almighty Allah always knows that who are the people preventing other people from going out in the path of Allah or from joining you in jihad and fighting and qital, mu'awwiqeen, to hold back and to prevent people. So these were the hypocrites. وَالْقَائِلِينَ الْإِخْوَانِهِمْ And they were the same people who tell their brothers, هَلُمَّ إِلَيْنَا Come to us, come to us. Don't go and fight there in the front line, in the, in the battlefield and so forth. Yeah, remain with us. وَلَا يَأْتُونَ الْبَعْثَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And you must not show your face in the battlefield only little bit. You know, sometimes people go to a janazah, to a funeral prayer. Sometimes they don't even participate in the funeral prayer, but they just come to show their face. They'll come last and run away first. Or you take Friday prayer, other prayers. 
Quran Sharif speaks of this that the hypocrites are those when they stand up for prayer they stand up lazily such a big burden has come why they came to the mosque just to show their faces and to show other people we were present and they remember Allah Ta'ala very little they, they, they come last and the first one to run away so yeah in the battlefield also that they will just come participate a little bit and then they'll run away so this was just to show that if there is booty then they will be in the first row and if people were getting martyred then they will be running away and taking flight they are the ones who are very very stingy upon you meaning they highlighting their cowardice now see Almighty Allah describes the scene. فَإِذَا ذَهَبَ الْخَوْفُ And when fear comes, meaning that now the enemies have the upper hand, our Muslims, Mujahideen, are getting martyred, injured, wounded. رَأَيْتَهُمْ So you will see them, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, يَنْزُرُونَ إِلَيْكَ They are looking at you. They want protection from you. Their eyes are rolling and and rotating. So now going this way, that way, rotating and rolling. Like a person who is being covered by death, meaning a person who is on the verge or in Sakarat, during the pains and pangs of death, you see a person going through that and the eyes are rolling. So now it is the last stages. So that how they behave as though as that now these are their last last moments and seconds and when the fear has subsided and gone now the Muslims have the advantage so what will they do then there's the same hypocrites so then they will smite you, attack you with their sharp, sharp tongues. Hidad sharp. And al-sinad, the tongues. And salakukum, they'll smite you, strike you with their sharp, sharp tongues. Meaning they'll criticize you, condemn you Muslims. And Allah forbid, even Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they'll object on Allah forbid. Therefore they'll end up in Jahannam and in the hellfire if they die in that state and not only in the hellfire chapter 4 verse 145 <inaudible> verily these hypocrites will be in the lowest lowest layer dungeon prison there of Jahannam and the hellfire Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minan nifaq always read the sunnah dua O almighty Allah I seek your protection from hypocrisy Ashihatan al khair, and they were very, very stingy with their wealth. Khair means the wealth. Wa innahu shadid. The love for wealth is so intense in them. So what the wealth, they are very, very niggardly, stingy, miserly. They won't spend their time, nor their money, nor their persons in the path of Almighty Allah. Allah stamps the last nail in their coffin and says, These are the people who have no iman. They never brought faith from the bottom of their heart. Hence their actions are all gone in vain.
Imagine, just imagine, visualize for a minute, for a second. They're reading Salat and prayer with Mustafa Rasulullah and the Sahaba, the beloved companions and students, radiallahu majma'in. They are fasting during Ramadan with the Prophet but all their actions are gone in vain and they land up in Jahannam and the hellfire and the worst, worst place there, the lowest dungeon and prison. Why all this? Because the game they were playing. Like today you see these Arab Tanput dictators and Muslim rulers and many, many Muslims who want to be good on both sides. Razi rahe Rahman bi, khush rahe shaitan bi. They want to please Allah Jalla wala. They want to please Satan, Shaitan, Lucifer and the people as well. And those are the hypocrites, remember that. And then Allah humiliates them, disgrace them in front of the same people whom they are trying to please. وَكَانَ ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرًا And that is very, very easy for Almighty Allah to dispatch them to Jahannam and the hellfire and all their actions gone in vain. Therefore, always, O Muslim, beg Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kufri. I seek your protection, O Almighty Allah, from blasphemy, shirki, polytheism, idol worship, nifaq and from hypocrisy. So these are the three categories of people Almighty Allah mentions in the Noble Quran explicitly. They will never be forgiven and dispatched to Jahannam, the hellfire, everlasting doom and gloom for the kuffar, the non-Muslims who are sane and mature and reject the articles of faith of Islam, chapter 33, Surah Ahzab, verses 64-65. We welcome day in Allah, and you must remember that we find that for the mushrikeen idol worshippers chapter 4 verse 48 and for the hypocrites those who only pay lip service to Islam the hearts are devoid of faith chapter 4 verse 145 Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let us take you around the world now, mashallah. The time is 4.50 a.m. in South Africa with the news, views, interviews locally, nationally, internationally, and globally. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, during the weekend, three Jutlas and three Jews, Zionists, were dispatched straight to hell. Alhamdulillah, we praise Almighty Allah. We're very happy with that. 21 of them were injured and remember the Jutlas, their army, Israeli diaper force, some of them in a critical condition. Alhamdulillah, we're very happy about that. We have no empathy, sympathy with them. President Lula, we like President Lula of Brazil. He said what Israel is doing there in Gaza against the Palestinians is a genocide. And he compared it to the Holocaust. You must remember the Israeli Prime Minister Bibi, the butcher of Gaza, and their politicians are furious. And today, Monday, they will summon the Israeli, the, the Israelis will summon the Brazilian ambassador, 
and reprimand him, go to hell. We agree a hundred percent. You must remember you are guilty of war crimes. You are guilty of genocide. You are guilty of ethnic cleansing. You are guilty of crimes against humanity. So that is what you have done. You have changed the whole world status quo now. Eighty, ninety percent of the world is with Palestine, Muslim and non-Muslim. BB and Ben Gwir, both of them super terrorists, you must remember, they say that the Arabs must be limited during the month of Ramadan as far as their entry goes to Majid al-Aqsa. This is the mode of only democracy in the Middle East. This is the most moral army and so forth. So our masjid, our mosque, you stole it there in Hebron, half the mosque. You want to steal now and occupy the Temple Mount, as you call it, you jutlas, haramis, murderers, and the swines you are, you must remember, and the monkeys you are, as mentioned in the Noble Quran, chapter 5, verse 60. You provoke the Muslims, and we told you, Hamas told you Hada huwal ahmar this is the red line anytime you come in to make nonsense at Majid al-Aqsa your settlers want to enter there then we will settle the issue one settler one bullet will settle the issue forever Gans, Benny Gans, he says all hostages must be freed by Ramadan. He's giving the Palestinians Hamas ultimatum. Otherwise, the operations will start in Rafah. You must always spell Rafah the Islamic way. R-A-F-A-H. Rafaha. Rafah with a ha in the end. So as though as they are not killing, murdering people, they're currently in Rafah. So you must remember all these shaitan, Jutla speak with a fork tongue, you must remember that. The curse of nation on this earth and therefore all might Allah will punish them right till the day of justice as enshrined in the noble Quran, chapter 7, verse 167. See the Egyptian, the Pharaoh, and you must remember, see and his cronies there murtad traitors, enemies of Islam. The Palestinians demand that the Rafah border from the Egyptian side must be open so 24 hours so aid can come in and so forth and so on. There's hardly any water, food, medication, hardly anything coming in. So this is the world. Remember this war on Gaza by America, by Europe, by Israel. You must be an idiot if you don't understand this. Oh, Muslim is not in war on the Palestinians and on Hamas. It's a war on Islam. You remember George W. Bush after 9-11 what he said? The war on terror. So it meant the war of terror against Islam and Muslims. And it started openly after George Bush and them concocted all their evidence with Mossad and them doing everything. So this is the hatred they have. Why America is preventing ceasefire? Algeria says we will go to the United Nations and this will be our resolution and our suggestions. Before they could even go, America said we will block it 
it and we will use the veto. So these are the super terrorists on this earth, the Americans, criminals, number one, what they did in Iraq, murdered 500,000 children, Madeleine Albright, the Jutli, dispatched straight to hell, what they did in Afghanistan, what they did in Iraq, what they did in Vietnam, go study their history. Therefore, Americans should be the last people to speak. You must remember that. Israel opposes a unilateral Palestinian state. We're going to take the whole Israel over. Remember that in soon, very in our lifetime, inshallah. See this. Israel assault on Nasir Hospital kills eight people, eight patients, no oxygen there. Imagine if this happened in other parts of the world. The world media will be screaming and shouting, murderers, terrorists, and these are what they do. So we must name them, shame them, and nail them, you haramis, you jutlas, you are mass murderers, baby killers, guilty of every crime, and the super terrorists. So what Bibi Netanyahu says, he says Hamas, he can't say Hamas, you know, and you can see the curse on his face, and his son is sitting around, jolling around, having a party in Miami Day in Florida. So you must remember that, he says, they committing the genocidal terrorist crimes. He's just taking what the world has accused Israel of and using it against Hamas. But it's not, nobody's buying it unless donkeys like the American politicians, they will buy it. So remember, Israel has got a new toy and a new gadget in their jeeps and in their military vehicles, they don't have to come out. They have their laptop, they have their computers, and they just press a button, and they can shoot any Palestinian from there and injure them or kill them with impunity. So that is how Israel behaves, the super terrorists and the mass murderers and baby killers. Didn't I tell you you must support Putin? February 24th, what's the date today? So today is February 19th. You see that? So you must remember you're coming to two years already. Putin is doing a good job. I like him. He's a harami, a big harami. But anybody who can defeat America, defeat Europe, defeat Ukraine, defeat Israel, so we support them. Remember, whether they are Kufar Shias or whether they're Russians or communists or atheists, Ukraine loses a major city. Avdika, Avdivka, you understand? Now, we don't know all these names, but that is how they pronounce it, Avdika, to Russia. And now Biden blames the Republicans. He say, you see, you don't want to release the money. So then they're losing. They're going to lose more towns and more cities. Simple terms, just say Putin won, and you Americans lost, and you lost your billions. Europe, you have become idiots and fools. You are getting poorer and poorer because you want to be become the poodle, you must remember of the Americans, and that's exactly what Quran says, they will spend and spend, then yughhulabun, they will lose and they'll be overpowered, and then they will have hasra, they'll have regret and so forth, same thing here, you must remember, that you must for Palestine, they're putting in millions but Hamas will beat them and the Muslims will defeat them thousands and thousands, over hundreds of thousands of people march for Palestine, Muslims non-Muslim worldwide in the weekend. Papua New Guinea massacre took place and there dozens of people died. Tribal warfare, they're fighting because of land and so forth and you know they are cattle and whatever you. 
in Pakistan, the officials have admitted to rigging and they cooked up the entire election. Imran Khan and the PTI Pakistani Tahri Tahrik Insaf had won landslide. But you know, Pakistan, a Choroki a government of thugs and crooks and corrupted people. It's a shame that a Muslim country can behave like that. In Israel, if they have elections today, this week, the opposition will take 75 seats of the 120 seats. It will be a landslide victory for them, Bibi and his cronies and right-wing ministers who are a bunch of super-terrorists, remember, will land up in jail or they will land up in the opposition benches. Listen to those, you Jutlas and so forth. There's a very big story starting today and you South Africans, you need to wake up and understand. The ICJ is going to consider Israel's control over the West Bank and East Jerusalem. And we must remember that what's going to happen, that there will be a hearing from today, 19th of February, till next week, Monday, 26th of February. And remember, the first country that will speak will be the state of Palestine. And thereafter, it will be South Africa. And remember, this move was initiated by Indonesia. First 52 countries. I sent it out last night. If you are on the groups, if you are on Telegram, so you need to wake up and understand things are not finished till Israel is getting humiliated, disgraced everywhere, locally, nationally, internationally. And they say Israel, the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime, Hitler's children, they will not be making an oral submission. Britain, Sunak, hey you, what you doing? You had your urine last night of the cow or the milk. So see the crooks. Therefore, I agree 100% on this point. What Shashi Tarur is a big politician in India, a master as far as Indian-British politics goes. And he says that these museums there in Britain, yes, a chore bazaar here. They bunch of crooks they stole from where and where. So Britain is now being told and requested and demanded from them they must return the artifacts to Chile, you see. So, so much so they inundated with messages that they don't know what to do. Navilni, Navalny, whatever his name. So he wanted to take Putin on. So Putin eliminated him, liquidated him. Where's the body? Nobody knows. They're not giving it to the family. So people say he has poison and they come in to place flowers. Every time they come to place flowers, so Putin's guys remove it. In Nigeria, see Nigeria is another crazy country. So they kidnap people and then they throw them where the snakes are. So when the snakes are there, then they bring the phone to those guys and say, they tell your family they must raise the ransom. 20 million, 30 million, 50 million. And if they don't, then the snake stings them more and more. So that is what's happening. The sting story of the snakes in Nigeria. Nasir Hospital, the biggest hospital now in Gaza, in Khan Yunus, and that not functioning. This is the Israelis. They want to murder the Palestinians via starvation, via destroying the hospitals, infrastructure, and murdering the babies, and so forth and so on. So these are the most moral army, inverted commas, the super terrorists. Most Jutlas, Haramis want Bibi to resign and listen to MBS. Listen to the story.
story, a shame and a disgrace for every Muslim throughout the world. And courtesy of MBS, you Salafi scholars, hang your heads in shame, man. It's still beyond me how you'll accept money from the Saudi Kafir regime and MBS and his people who agree with him in politics and what have you. Wallahi, I have Quran in front of me. Pakka murtad harami shaitan. Listen to the story which broke during the weekend. There was a Hindu guy from India or wherever he comes. What's his full name? Ranjit Kumar Patel. So Mr. Patel books a ticket from Istanbul to Medina Munawwara and then he gets go on the Nusuk app and then he makes an appointment. I want to go inside Masjid Nabawi, inside Riyazul Jannah. This is a Pakka Mushrik idol worshipper and he's waving there and he's happy. He's showing the world. I'm right inside Riyazul Jannah where Nabi Alayhi Salam said, Ma Baina Baiti wa Mimbari Roda to Miriyazil Jannah. That this portion is one of the gardens of paradise, authentic hadith, Bukhari Sharif. And what you see, Mr. Patel is there from an idol worshipper, Mushrik, and so forth. This is what MBS wants. Murtad bin Shaitan. Waman shakka fi kufrihi fawa murtaddun. Who got shak and doubt regarding him being a non-Muslim? Our fatwa is you yourself. You go out of the fall of Islam and you can quote me in any part of the world. What a shame going on in South Africa. Yesterday I was at the shops and I saw, I just look at the headlines there. So the DA threatens the top brass of the ANC with jail because of their cadre deployment and their records. They cannot give all the records and so forth. And the guy they are targeting is Fikile Balula. The SG, the Secretary General of the ANC. But the SG got a meeting with the Molvies today. Can you believe that? So you must remember, I sent that out with my comments yesterday as well. If you're on my groups, if you're on Telegram, you will have received everything. Today we have very, very interesting programs for you. 8.30 to 9, inshallah. Very interesting. You must listen to it. Mozaid will interview me regarding Molvis, ulama, sheikhs, imams, and politics in South Africa, other parts of the world, and so forth. Then 1 to 2 will be tafsir of the Noble Quran. 2 to 2.30, the report back our trip to Johannesburg. And remember then, between 8 and 10 tonight, inshallah, Aziz, will be the Q&A and it will be live on Ansar and on Marcus Sahaba inshallah inshallah Aziz on Ansar and Sirius FM also inshallah Aziz and that will be what Hafiz Wadi Salim Karim we have about 22-23 minutes inshallah Aziz for the Q&A Jazakallah Khairan Ji Mufti Sahab I see many Muslim people in shops like checkers and pick and pay who take a cool drink out of the fridge and drink it and put it in their trolleys before they pay for it at the counter. Is this permissible to do? What if you die before paying? Anonymous. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You know that how the supermarkets work and so forth and so on. So they have cameras everywhere. They have security everywhere. So now if you have certain sweet or certain fruit or certain juice or cold drink and you drink it and then when you come to the counter and you pay it, so then it's fine. And if you pass away before that, then obviously that they will tell you that on the cameras they saw that this 
is what happened and so forth so then your heirs and your family members is responsible that the things that they haven't used that they will go back into the store and those things that they use for example cold drink so remember that that what they drank already or they opened already so that's a debt upon them and the heirs the executor have to pay that company story time I'm going to speak to you in Memon. I was five, six years old. Our shop was there in the African location. And I was, in, you know, coming to the shop Christmas time. It's busy, 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 and so forth. So my father and it say, Sajodi, Sisa, Pinanta. You see, every day they just come by the fridge. And they take out two, three bottles and they come pay for one. They take out the Coke or a Fanta or whatever we are selling, cream soda, raspberry, whatever. Say, you come here. My father was very stern, you know. You sit on the fridge. And then for every one they give, they take, they must pay you the money and you keep. In the evening, you give me the money. So when evening time came, I used to just play, you know, the tingles and jingles in my pockets. You see, I thought I was like a millionaire with all that five cents and all these type of things there. So Sisa Tananta. That's a great word in Mammon if you know good Mammon. Half the half three quarter the Mammon, they forgotten the Mammon language. So they used to drink three, four, and they only pay for one. So all that obviously is haram, but good question nevertheless. A.K., I'm a Jew. My name is Abraham. As much as I hate Muslims, I'm willing to save the Palestinian lives standing with them as the Zionists believe that they can do God's work. I have an army of 3,000 plus and need your blessings to fight against the Zionists. Thanking you in advance. Thank you, my brother Ibrahim, Abraham. We like you, my brother Abraham. I pray for you. Allah use you and your army, 3,000. Take the Zionists out. You must remember they are a cancer to this world. Hitler did the world a big favor. Netanyahu saying that six million Jews, you trivializing the issue. Where are the six million Jews? All the facts are coming out from the rabbis, from the priests of the Christian church that not even one million were killed there and so forth. You must remember a big fabrication. You know, Jutlas are masters in lying, in Hasbara propaganda. That's the term they use. You are my brother Abraham. We pray for you. Any person attacks the Americans, any person attacks the Israelis, any person attacks the British and so forth or anybody who's helping Israel murder and kill our babies and children and civilians and so forth or anybody of Hamas we give you our blessings you start my brother and tell me every day how many jutlas you put away very good at least one jutla is supporting me I'm honored my brother Abraham you woke up so early Rada al-Bushra this is what we call glad tidings good news Allah Ta'ala let you always stand for justice and always propagate the truth and you must think of embracing Islam my brother Abraham my name is Scott. I want to know about the evil eye. Is this a reality or is it just a mental condition created by Muslims? Everything of Islam is based, based on the Quran, the noble Quran, the glorious Quran, which is the direct speech of all, Maitya Allah, Jalla Wala, 6,236 verses, 114 chapters, and the Sunnah and Mubarakah, the teaching, preaching of the Prophet Muhammad, 
peace be upon him Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not based on his desires nay but based also on wahi and revelation so our Islam all of it is based on revelation because that is supra logical and there is no scope for any mistake or any error it comes directly from all Allah and you see therefore all Allah teaches us in chapter 53 verses 3 and 4 he the prophet Muhammad Mustafa does not speak of his own desires when it comes to matters of religion but it is wahi and revelation that is sent to him so therefore my brother we believe in it let me give you one from the Quran Sharif and one from the Sunnah Nabawiyah Jacob, Nabi Yaqub alayhi salatu salam, is sending his sons now there to Joseph, his beloved son. But that time they did not know the ruler, king of Egypt was Joseph. So now he tells his sons, وَقَالَ يَا بَنِيَّا لَا تَدْخُلُوا مِنْ بَابٍ وَاحِدٍ وَدْخُلُوا مِنْ أَبْوَابٍ مُتَفَرِّقَةٍ Chapter 12 and verse number 67. Oh, my sons, that you must not be entering through one portal and one door when you enter Egypt. You must enter through different, different doors. Why? The evil eye should not strike you. They should not think that you are coming in here as spies and people who are going to have a mischief and a bad agenda and hidden agenda, ulterior motive. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah my brother who posed the question remember read always go to various verses of Quran everything becomes clear chapter 16 verse 44 and we Allah uses the royal pronoun to stamp his majesty authority and sovereignty only we can do this we reveal to you O Ya Rasul Allah Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa this reminder Quran Sharif so what must you do so that you must explain in detail to the people and humanity what has been revealed for them and so that they wonder, ponder and reflect on the message so that is one of your multi-functions Ya Rasulullah O Prophet peace be upon you open Mishka Sharif you will find the words of the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Inna la'ayna haqqun the evil eye is the truth see Scott I give you easy example you your wife our Muslims they do this in Islam is totally haram unlawful but you know the Muslims today that majority of them 60 70 80 percent in their hearts and minds it is embedded and entrenched the West is the best and white is right so now the wife gave birth so first thing they will do take that handsome son attractive gorgeous daughter that was just born in the first day second day first week put her photo and what have you on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram and what and what and now the child keeps on falling sick 
and so forth. They tell me, it's like, I say, but you the idiot, you the cause of all this. Why you went to put your the photo and all the profile of yours, you put your daughter there, your son there who just born a few days ago. So remember that it's haram and not permissible. So people will make, mashallah, mashallah, very nice. But inside, the hearts are burning with jealousy, envy, malice, rancor, hatred. So that is the evil eye. You just bought a new car. You just went into a new premises, shop, a house, fair warehouse. And what have you? Read Surah Baqarah, the entire Surah, chapter 2, 286 verses. Wala yastati uha al-batala. The evil forces cannot overcome it. So these are the preventative measures we should take as Muslims from the evil eye and the hasideen and the haqideen. Hasideen, those who have jealousy, envy, and the haqideen, those who have malice, rancor, hatred against us. Therefore, this week, Saturday night, in most countries, Sunday night is Laylatul Bara'a, 15th night of Shaban. People who have mushahin, ghil, kudurat dilome, that malice, rancor, hatred, Allah will not forgive them. Even such an auspicious night, authentic hadith, go open silsila ahadith sahiha of Sheikh Nasruddin al-Albani in Sheikh al-Afada wa ajada fi hadha al-mawdu he did an excellent job and remember he said the hadith is sahih so that is why we need to be very careful the evil eye 100% is the truth Mr. Hussein we are all scholars of the same sort however if I am not mistaken Muslim priests are called scholars that includes yourself. So when you guys get paid by a boss or company, are you known as scholars for dollars? Master, I like it when you call me Master Hussein, but you mustn't use that. I don't like that title. I told you, you must just call me AK, and we give you the liberty, my brother. You're a non-Muslim. You can ask us any question, so you must remember that, that we give you that liberty so that we will give you the answer without fear and favor. So now when the boss, the employer, gives his employee wages and they are scholars and so forth, if you are taking that wages so that you're going to compromise on Islam and you are going to dance to the tune of the government or your employer or ABC, so then you become scholars for dollars. Like today, Fikile Malula is going to address the Malvis and this and all that. These are corrupted people. You must remember that. They're going to use you for campaigning and then they give you money. And don't come tell me they didn't give you money. Please. We got hardcore evidence of all this. You must remember this. So now these are 100% scholars for dollars and we expose it. These Saudis and Salafis who can't speak one word against MBS, the Murtad bin Shaitan or MBZ. So and taking wages from there, 100% scholars for dollars. One is you take wages from your boss and so forth, but you never compromise on Islam. You never compromise. So those are the true ulama, you must remember and so forth. You don't expect the scholars to, you know, live on fresh air or something. They need for the expenses and so forth. So you have rental, you have water, you have food, you have all other expenses and that to pay and so forth. So 
petrol, all this type of thing. The car don't go on water, you know. So those type of scholars, you don't call them scholars for dollars. You call them the true scholars of Islam and the way they speak and the way they will tell you the truth without fear and favor. So that is what you should draw the dichotomy. Turn the argument the other way around. In your Christianity, in your Judaism, in your Hinduism, how many scholars for dollars you have? So from Pope downwards, everyone is scholar for dollar. They're busy with their pedophilia. They're busy with all their unsavory activities inside the church, outside the church. The rabbis, what you think? Yesterday I got a clip from a rabbi. He said the Torah says at the time of war, you must show no mercy to any male, any female, any child, any baby. You must kill them all. This is what the Torah says. So I responded, Mr. Rabbi, whose Torah is that? The one which Almighty Allah revealed or the one you all concocted and fabricated and changed? So they changed the entire Bible, they changed the entire Torah to suit their desires, whims and fancies. So these are the people you call the scholars for dollars. Islamic law states that the thief's hand needs to be chopped, chopped off if he's caught stealing. Why don't you Muslims follow this law and allow Muslim thieves to be reconned with by the West when you have an Eastern religion, Amanda Smith? My sister Amanda, you see, when you study Islam, if I show you a red apple and your hair eyes, you got yellow jaundice, the sickness, Allah forbid, but let's say that you have that sickness and I show you the red apple, so what color is it, my sister Amanda? You will say yellow. So I'll tell you, but it's red. So I'll tell you the problem is not with the red apple. The problem is with your vision, that you are suffering from jaundice and so forth. So similarly, you want to study Islam with a jaundice eye. So all Mighty Allah, Jalla teaches us. Chapter 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse number 38, The male and the female who are guilty committing theft and robbery and so forth, you must amputate their hand from their wrist downwards and jazaam bima kasaba this will be the punishment for what they committed this crime nakalam min Allah and a stern warning and punishment from Almighty Allah wallahu azizun hakim Almighty Allah is all powerful and all wise chapter number 5 verse number 38 so let me rephrase your question. You say Islam is Eastern religion and so forth. Remember, it's got nothing to do with East and West. We say Islam is the best for the entire rest and for everybody. So any part of the world you are, only Islam has got the global international message. We believe in all the books, divine books and scriptures. We believe in all the prophets and messengers. We believe in all the angels. You will not find that in any religion besides Islam. Islam, my sister Amanda, one, two, let me teach you about Islamic law, which you know very little about. Look at your ten fingers, eight fingers and two thumbs, so we just call it ten fingers. I come to you, sister Amanda, I don't know you, right? So that, but you must ask your question, I got no problem. I come there and I take a drill, I take a saw and I cut your one finger, little finger, your pinky, or you must remember your index finger, I cut it off and so forth. I say I want to teach you a lesson. 
So in Islam, how much compensation must I pay for your one little finger? I must pay the equivalent of 10 camels. One camel today, you must remember, is 1 million rand. So you must remember, or let's say 100,000 rand. So you must remember that, so now a good, healthy, big camel. So you'll have to pay million rand for that one finger to you, the person. So when al-yadul amina thamina, so ten fingers, ten million. So you must remember that, okay? So that it will be. So imagine, so that is what you will have to pay to that person there. So now, what there is ten million, five million, but mean it's a huge substantial amount, okay? So adarada shahid, the poet, the ulama wrote al-yadul amina. When you have a hand that is honest, kanat thamina, then it's very expensive. It's very precious. But now they steal. See in South Africa, stealing from the bank, stealing from the shop, stealing from here and so forth. I am telling you, Sister Amanda, that catch 10, 10 people in every, you must remember, province and just amputate their hand. In one week, your crime situation in South Africa will be solved. But no politician will allow it because they themselves are the biggest crooks. You must remember that. You speak of Muslim countries. Muslim countries have divorced themselves from Islam. They only use Islam like Ramadan time or Eid time, our festival, our celebration celebration and so forth they're not Muslims majority of the Muslim rulers Arab rulers are murtad traitors enemies of Islam so our Islam is the best you my sister Amanda you in Durban I'm asking you how many times were you mugged how many times something happened to you or your family so why you don't have law and order and everybody does what they feel like just make few people a sample example and then see how much peace and and how many you will love in remember that. Which is one of the safest countries in, in Africa? Which one? It's Rwanda. Rwanda took so many Islamic principles. You won't find dirt in Kigali and that on the highways on the street. You go South Africa. You will find the dirt and you will find the potholes like no man's business. We got the world record. 25 million potholes we got in South Africa. So what you say now, Amanda, when you study Islam, you must not study it selectively. You must study it holistically. That is our message. 100% we have the best and we prepare it to share it with the rest and therefore we give you this opportunity and liberty. Ask whatever you want and there's no censorship for you. Muslims are following our customs. I always was under the impression that Muslims were united 24 hours. However, the new trend is family reunions. Is family no longer a daily routine in Islam? I agree with you. So you must remember that I just said it now. Majority of the Muslims, you must remember today, have detached themselves from Islam. They use it when they feel like part-time Muslim. They think Islam is like a supermarket, pick and choose and so forth. Islam says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanudhulu fi silmi kaffa. Enter into Islam in its totality and its entirety. You can't be picking and choosing and so forth. They will have birthday parties. They will have anniversaries. 
anniversaries, they will have reunions and so forth and so on. And everywhere they will break and violate the laws of Islam and so, but they'll say our intention is good. Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi wrote a book in Arabic translated in English, Al-Halal wal-Haram fil-Islam, the lawful and the prohibited in Islam. So many fatwas there we don't agree with. Let me make it clear. So Sheikh Yusuf Qardawi, rahimahullah, in the beginning wrote certain principles. One principle he wrote, that principles he wrote are very good. One principle he wrote, that good intentions do not justify haram actions. I repeat, good intentions do not justify haram actions. So now our family got a reunion, right? So I said, I'm not coming. So they, you get some fools will say, but you are now severing ties. You are harming us, the family. So I asked them the question, what about breaking the law of Islam? Is Allah Ta'ala's anger going to descend on me or his mercy? What about the master, alayhi salatu salam? Is our allegiance to Allah and Prophet, sallallahu alayhi salam, Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi or to people? So that is where we get muddled and mix things up there. So you are correct to a great extent, brother, sister. The Muslims today suffer from the inferiority complex. May Almighty Allah guide one and all. Last question, Mulana Salim. Sahib, I'm an electrician. Can I wire up a temple under contract? Not permissible. You're going to wire them up to who? To Lingam, the male organ tied to the idol. To who you're going to wire them up? To Yoni, the female organ, you must remember. To Ganeshi, the elephant. Or to Ganpati, the rats and so forth. And mice. Or to Hanuman, the monkey and so forth. Totally haram for you, my brother Abdullah Abdurrahman. That you're an electrician, Kahrabai in Arabic. And now you want to electrify and sort it out in the temple, in the church, synagogue, all haram. Dalil evidence, always use this as your guiding line, Brother Abdullah. Surah 5, Chapter 5, Verse number 2. Do not cooperate and assist with one another in sin and transgression. You must be electrifying them and inviting them towards Islam. Take the nur and radiance of Islam and presented to them. One person invited me to one place here and he said, is Noor. I said, it's not Noor, it's Zulumat. It's all darkness there, no Noor there. So you must remember that. So that is what our aim is, that we must invite people. Surah 14, verse number 1. Surah Ibrahim. Surah 14, verse 1. لِتُخْرِجَ النَّاسَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ You, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu take the people out from the darknesses in which they are groping in and bring them to the new radiance, effulgence of Islam. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.